Oh, Lord Jesus, you are the reason. You're the reason we have life and breath. It's because you stood up for us. Because you are willing to take the cross upon yourself and proclaim to us freedom. We ask this day, just be real in this room. Fill us with the knowledge of the truth. Help us to be humble, to see the scripture and to receive this word, to know that you're our only hope in our fresh start. Father, thanks for bringing us together this morning. We pray for your blessing upon what we're about here, that all would be to your purpose and glory. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you have a seat this morning while the band also uh, takes a seat? Uh, keep in mind that uh, uh, kids camp is uh, underway, so if you've got uh, children, you're free to take them in there and uh, get them into kids camp. Uh, they're also free to stay in here, so we're happy to have them here too. All right. Well, this is the uh, last message in the series that we've been about uh, called uh, Ready for a Fresh Start. And uh, what we've been doing each Sunday is uh, gathering together and uh, looking at some biblical experiences and uh, those interactions with, with Jesus and some folks. And, and by the time it's all done, somebody in the experience has had a fresh start. And then trying to take that fresh start, obviously apply it to our own personal lives. And then uh, also because this is a fresh start for us uh, in this new building uh, is to, to try to also apply it in some way. To, to us as a family of faith here at, uh, at Christ Church. So uh, we're going to finish it up today. And we finish it up today by looking at an experience that comes out of the Gospel of John uh, in the 8th chapter. Uh, it's an experience you, you may be aware of. It's uh, that time where Jesus is uh, in Jerusalem and he's near the temple. Uh, and in the midst of his day, in the midst of his teaching, uh, he's interrupted because they bring a woman to him who has been caught in adultery. She's been caught in, in open sin. And they throw her at his feet and uh, ask for a judgment. You know the story? This is where you shake your head and say, yeah, I've heard that before. Good, thank you. Okay, So uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at the story, try to figure out you know, what's going on here, and what does that say about how we get fresh starts and, and how... It applies to us as, as Christ Church. So if you're ready, here we go. The first observation I'd make for you this morning is, as we look at this particular instance is to understand that you build a fresh start, but it's not based on being innocent. That, that fresh starts don't come to innocent people. I uh, just took uh, Rachel, my daughter, back out to uh, Columbus, Ohio the last couple days. So I spent... Uh, 16 hours on the road, at least. It was, you know, eight hours that way and eight hours that way in the last, uh, you know, two and a half days. And, uh, you know, I'm driving down the road, and uh, I, I noticed something. As I'm driving down the road, periodically, there'd be these cars sitting in the median, you know? They have nice little decals on them. they got these little special lights, usually. You've seen those cars? You're very familiar with those cars, right? Yeah, they'd be sitting there and, and you know, tooling along, got the cruise on, everything's good, we're moving along. And all of a sudden, the people out there in front of me, as they got closer to these cars, they would all of a sudden slow down. Which meant I had to slow down. Everybody slows down. Everybody get past those cars, and as soon as they were outside the rearview mirror, 
Everybody speed back up. You've been in that traffic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you know, what's going on? Periodically, you'd be going along, and, and these cars wouldn't be sitting in the median. They'd be sitting behind another car that was off on the side of the road, and those little lights would be on. And whenever you drove by those cars, there's always a driver sitting in that front car just like, oh, you know, oh. You've never been in that car, right? Yeah. Well, if you've been in that car, then you know that when this happens in that car, you've seen it, it's been in the median, you get by it, and you're going, oh, Lord, please, oh, Lord, please, right? And then the car pulls out of the median, you're like, oh, not me, not me, not me. And then the car's right behind you, and then you're off to the side of the road, and then you just sit there going, I can't believe I got caught. Because you know you are absolutely guilty, right? I mean, he, the officer has this little gun thing usually, and he just says, yeah, that's what it is right there. And the gun says, you, you are guilty. And if the gun thing doesn't say you're guilty, all you have to do is check your cruise control, and it will remind you you are guilty, right? The Bible wants us to understand from this experience... This woman is absolutely guilty. There's no question in the text, right? If you, if you look at it, it says, The Pharisees and the teachers of the law of Moses brought a woman who'd been caught. Do you see that? Who'd been caught in bed with a man who wasn't her husband, and they made her stand in the middle of the crowd. They caught the woman. She was absolutely guilty. There is no question in the text. There is no defense attorney that stands up and says, now, wait a minute, let's, let's talk this over. She is absolutely, utterly guilty. Everybody knows it. She knows it. Jesus knows it. Everybody in the crowd knows it. There is no question she is guilty. The Bible tells us, so are we. So are we. And there's no question. We are. If you go to the book of, uh, of Romans 3, it says in verse 23, All of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Notice the first word. What is it? All, which means it includes... Right? All. See, the Bible wants us to understand. It's okay to look in the mirror and understand. You don't measure up to everything... God dreams for your life. It's okay to look in the mirror and come to grips with the reality that God wants more for your life and God has something better for your life that you just haven't lived up to yet. The Bible says to all of us, look, we're caught. We're guilty. We're caught. We're guilty. We don't always do life the way God prescribes it. We don't always do life the way God wants life to be. Now, we find ways to try to get around that. We find ways to try to convince ourselves that we're, we're, we're not so bad. So we'll begin to try to convince ourselves in our own self-justification and say, well, you know, it was, it was not that big a deal. But the Bible wants us to understand there is no scale 
that when we disappoint God, we disappoint God, and we all do it. And there is a great release in that. See, you don't have to carry around the burden anymore of trying to fake it. You, you, you don't have to carry around the, the pretending anymore that somehow you're perfect. You're not. And it's okay. Because you're a broken human being. Like everybody else in the world. This woman was absolutely, utterly caught. And her guilt is obvious. And if we would try to make it something else, the Bible says we're just fooling ourselves. If you go to 1 John, 1 John 1 says, if we say that we have not sinned, we are, what? Fooling ourselves. And the truth isn't in our hearts. You see, if you try to find those ways that, that uh, try to self-justify yourself and say, well, you know, it wasn't that big a deal. It wasn't really so bad. Then you're just playing games and fooling yourself. And you don't need to do that. You, you just don't need to carry that anymore. You need to play that game anymore. The Bible wants us to understand and accept we're guilty. But it says, if we confess our sins to God, he can always be trusted to forgive us and take our sins away. A fresh start comes for guilty people. A fresh start comes for guilty people. See, if you want your life to become something more than what it is right now, if you want your life to be different than what it was when you walked into the room this morning, then you come to grips with the reality that says, you know what? I'm guilty. And that's okay because fresh starts come for guilty people. If you spend your life trying to self-justify yourself and say it's not that big a deal and after all I'm a good person and you know all those other ways we try, you're wasting your time. And you're missing the opportunity of the fresh start that God can bring to your life. Fresh starts come to guilty people. Second observation Building a fresh start is not based on how big or little the sin is. You see, that's the other thing we do is we, we try to say, well, you know, this woman, for instance, she was caught in a big one. This was a big one, right? We can prove it was a big one. You go to the text, it says, then they said, teacher, this woman was caught sleeping with a man who isn't her husband. The law of Moses teaches that a woman like this should be stoned to death. Big one? big one. This was a big one. This one's right there in the Old Testament with murder and with kidnapping and with witchcraft and with human sacrifice. This is a big one. This woman is caught with a big one. It would be easy for us to say, well, yeah, you know, I only do little ones. So I can't be so bad because I may be imperfect, but I'm not that imperfect. I mean, the sins that I do aren't really measured comparably to the woman here. I mean, the things I do are not really that so terrible. So obviously, she's bad and I'm not so bad. It doesn't work. In God's view of things, if we are walking away from him, whether we're walking a mile away or a foot away, we're still walking away. If we're not consistent 
with what God dreams and what God would want in our life, we're not consistent. Whether we're way out of whack or a little out of whack, it doesn't matter. We're either on that path that is the narrow path that God would have us walk, or we're not. And a fresh start comes when you're guilty. Whether you're guilty a lot or guilty a little makes no difference. Because God looks at us and just sees the reality of our brokenness. If you go into Isaiah, it says in Isaiah 1, I, the Lord, invite you to come and talk it over. Now look at this. Your skins are what color? Scarlet, red, bright, brilliant, can't miss it. Huh? Bright, brilliant, can't miss it. Whether it's big or whether it's little, God sees and understands how we fail. And it's to those people He offers a fresh start. Fresh starts come to guilty people. Whether they're guilty a lot or guilty a little, doesn't really matter. Fresh starts come to guilty people. And don't fall into the temptation of trying to compare yourself with other people. And say, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. I may be guilty, but I'm only guilty a little. Look at that guy over there. Now, that is a really guilty guy. You played that game before? It's like when that police officer comes up to the window and you're, you know, 15 miles over the limit and the, and the guy that just went by you is 20 miles over the limit. And what do you do? Well, I was only 15 over the limit. Didn't you see the guy that went in front of me? He was at least going 20, 25 over the limit. Why did you stop him? I mean, isn't that the explanation we try to use? And somehow we seem to miss the reality we're still guilty. See, it doesn't work for us to to try to prove our own self-righteousness by trying to prove somebody else's guilt. The Apostle Paul told the Corinthians, he says, We won't dare compare ourselves with those who think, think so much of themselves, but they are foolish to compare themselves with themselves. With your 15 or 20 over the limit, guess what? You're still speeding. Comparing doesn't work. Fresh starts come for guilty people. And fresh starts come, whether it's big guilt, little guilt, guilt is guilt. Fresh starts come for people who are ready to say, I need a fresh start because I can't do it myself. And when you get to that place, then you see the point And you understand that Jesus and his forgiveness is the only thing you can build a fresh start on. Jesus and his forgiveness, it's the only thing that you can build a fresh start on. This woman was caught in adultery and she was absolutely, utterly guilty. She had no hope. There was nobody in that circle. There was nobody there that was going to make any difference for her or remove her guilt. Except for one who was willing to stand up. You look at the text. The text says, they asked Jesus this question because they wanted to test him and bring some charge against him. But Jesus simply bent over and started writing on the ground with his finger. They kept on asking Jesus about the woman. Finally, what does he do? Finally, he stood up and he said, if any of you have never sinned, then go ahead and throw the first stone at her. There was nobody else. There was no defense attorney on her side. She had no hope. 
except when Jesus stood up. And the same is true for us. We're guilty. But I can tell you, Jesus has already stood up for you. Jesus has already stood up and said, there is no guilt I am not ready to take away. He has already stood up and said, there's nothing you could have done in life that is beyond my ability to forgive. He already stood up, even though this woman was standing in the midst of a whole crowd of people, and her guilt was absolutely obvious. He's the only one that stood up in the world and said, she's forgiven. Why don't you watch the screen for a minute? Think about, think about how Jesus has already stood up for you. mortal wound and then everybody else would just pile on and Jesus stood up while they're just getting ready and that person's holding that big stone he stood up for the woman 
And on one day, he stood up for you. And he took the blow. He took the blow as they pounded nails in his hands and in his feet. He took the pounding of sin. He took every guilt that you've ever had and ever will experience. He took every sin that you could ever imagine. He stood up for you. He stood up for you. And he took the blow. Because he wants you to have a fresh start. An incredible fresh start. And it's a fresh start that only he can bring. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It means he is the fresh start. He is the fresh start. And his fresh start, when Jesus brings a fresh start into your life, this is a fresh start that you can build a life upon. What's so fascinating in the text is we think the whole story is about the woman, right? It's really not. The story really isn't about the woman at all. The story in the text, the experience in the text, is a battle between Jesus and the powers that be. You notice in the text, verse 6, they asked Jesus this question because they wanted to test him. Who's on trial? Jesus is the one on trial. You see, in this experience, the woman means nothing to her accusers. She means nothing. She is just a pawn to them. She is just somebody that they caught, that they can throw in front of Jesus, and if they can just trap him, then they've really achieved something. If they can just get him to overturn the law of Moses, or if they can get him to throw the first stone you see, for them, the woman is nothing. And yet, when Jesus looks at her, she is absolutely priceless. While everybody else looks at her standing right there in the middle of them, and they see her as worthless, Jesus sees her as absolutely priceless. And someone he would lay his life down for if you feel worthless, Jesus sees you as priceless. And he stood up for you on a hill outside Jerusalem, on a cross, because he knows what your life can become. If you just understand, he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. He said it this way in John 10, a thief comes only to rob, kill, and destroy. Now notice this. I came so that everyone, that goes with that word all, remember the all? So that everyone would have life and have it how? And have it in its fullest. Do you see that? He stood up for you so that you can get a fresh start. He stood up for you because he knows what your life can become. He stood up for you because he knows the incredible things that God can do in your life. He stood up for you and took all the guilt, all the sin, everything that's been in your past. He took it all because he knows if you just live his way, your life can be incredible. He is willing to give you a fresh start like nobody else. And when you get this fresh start, this is a fresh start that does not look backwards. It's a fresh start that never looks backwards. 
When Jesus stood up for the woman, he stood up to that group. And it says, the people left one by one, beginning with the oldest. And finally, Jesus and the woman were there alone. And Jesus stood up and asked her, where is everyone? Is there anyone left to accuse you? No, sir, the woman answered. Then Jesus told her, I'm not going to accuse you either. You may go now, but do not sin anymore. Knows that last line? It's like he says to her, look, here's your fresh start. I know what your life can become. Here's your fresh start. I know how incredible life can be for you. I came so it can be to the fullest. Here's your fresh start. Now listen. Give up the old habits. Give up the old sinful habits. Give up the self-justification. Give up doing it your way. Give up deciding for yourself. Give up all the stuff that has brought you to this place in your life where you're able to finally look and say, you know what, it's not working. Give up. And don't look backwards. Just look forward to what life can become. Jesus gives us a fresh start like no one else. It is a fresh start that looks forward. There was a Sunday school teacher who was teaching a lesson about forgiveness. And uh, she taught the whole lesson. She really thought she did a good job. And uh, so she decided she should do one of those kind of checkout questions, you know, just to see if the kids were listening, if they really got it. Uh, So she says, well, children, can you tell me now, um, does anybody know um, what must you do before you can obtain forgiveness of sins? Good question. Children, what must you do before you can obtain forgiveness of sins? Kids were quiet for a little bit. Finally, Johnny in the back row, of course, raises his hand. She said, yes, Johnny, what is it you must do before you can receive forgiveness of sins? Johnny said, well, you have to sin. Huh? You know what? You've already done that. You're going to do that. You see, that, that's not the issue. We've already learned that. That's, that's not the issue. The issue isn't the whole thing about whether you're going to sin, not going to sin, what's sin, this sin, that's it. No, the issue is, are you ready for a fresh start Today And when you wake up tomorrow, are you ready for a fresh start tomorrow? And the next day, are you ready for a fresh start tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow that doesn't look at your past but only looks at what God can do in your future? Are you ready for a fresh start every single day that says, Today, I know without Christ, I'm going nowhere. But with Christ, I can go everywhere. Because he stood up for me. He stood up for me. And he stands up for me today. If you want a fresh start, it's because you understand it's for guilty people. And you understand it's Jesus who gives the only fresh start that endures. And it's a fresh start that always looks forward. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. We ask for that fresh start. We know there's so many things in our lives that, uh, well, they're just not right. They just don't always please you, and and it's not the way you want us to be. We, Father, today ask, take the blow for us today. Take that first stone again and and, uh, release us from the burden 
And help us to be free, forgiven, and renewed. We know tomorrow is going to be your day. We pray that in every way we can walk in those footsteps you've prepared for us that are faithful and true. Those footsteps that lead to an incredible life with you. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus, who took the blow on the cross and was willing to bear all of our yesterdays to give us incredible tomorrows. And so we ask, as guilty people, forgive us, renew us, and lead us in your ways and give us that fresh start. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.